0: Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Unique New York. That's apparently what we're supposed to say instead of... Uh, naming the number. Naming the podcast. And we got Muzzy in the studio this week.
1: Hello. Hey, everyone. You mm. said last week I was supposed to do this, so here's your applause, Muzz. What even what is that?
0: It's a soundboard. <laughs> it goes on for far too long, that
1: sound effect. Yeah, all the others are shorter, but this one is diabolically long. That's Maybe, awesome. like, cover it with your hand after a couple of
0: seconds. like right. No, no, that's, that's making it worse. That's prolonging
1: the annoyance. Prolonging the agony. Well, welcome to the podcast, mate. Thank you very much. How you doing? How you all feeling? Good. All good. We're all full. How you digging London town? I love it. Yeah.
2: It's a really fucking cool area you have. Like, I love that little coffee shop.
1: That's don't like, mention t- the address, though, because it's a secret. Right, yeah. <laughs> Super secret. <laughs> Super secret. Studio address. address.
2: I don't even remember the fucking... I just keep asking Rob, like, every time I order food or anything like that, it's like, what's the address, mate? And like...
0: Yeah. It's hidden away. It's kind of cool. But um, it's cool. It's like Neverland. Yeah. People have to find it. (laughs) Believe it or not, we haven't actually prepared
1: much for
0: today. Can you
1: We can roll along. We've got got a great guest, so we can just mosey on through it. Yes! See where it takes us. Wicked, man. So, a little little bit of background for you, for those idiots, those absolute idiots who don't know. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um,
1: Well, primarily
2: drum and bass artist. Um, to some degree, and like sort of started making music around uh, two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight, sort of time. How old are you now? I'm twenty three. So you're like kind of the shining hope of drum and bass. Very, very young. That's came in, good. came into drum and bass. It's a lot of pressure, man. You ha- you're carrying the torch now. <laughs> well, I, I came into drum and bass way late, like after you guys happened
1: and all, 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 after all of that stuff like but why so, is that why is that late i mean you come into it when you come into it as in you, re- you reckon in the life the life the the length of drum and bass's history right can, that's yeah, what i mean it. like i guess
2: if you look at drum and bass's like lifespan i guess i came in sort of at the tail end when yeah. at, you know way after the genesis and of, of like sort of yeah. like neurofunk and the darker stuff and like all of that kind of happened already so like i was just contributing to that i guess i guess you always do feel late to drum and
0: bass i mean we did as well yeah and we were there in 2003 right Oh, we missed jungle and all that sort of shit so we were like um we missed the whole we missed the party yeah we feel we feel like we missed the boat right
2: yeah 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 i mean like i guess yeah i mean I, i kind of wanted to go in with a more rocky kind of sound like sort of
1: even back then, like, only you guys are really doing it, and like, I didn't really I guess know. it's kind of lucky you came into it then when you did, because if you were re- putting guitars in it back in the jungle days, you'd probably get stabbed. <laughs> yeah. Well, like you guys <laughs> did.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah, and we did get stabbed. <laughs> um, yeah. No, it's, uh, I don't know. It's uh,
2: ha- How long have you been producing now? So, yeah, since 2007, so about 10 years, 11 years, something like that. Um but obviously at first I wasn't really taking it seriously. Like, I guess I've been doing it full time for probably about four or five years. Well, what, it,
0: what did you start off making? Was it drum and bass? Or yeah,
2: so like, I, I was trying to make drum and bass, but like, mm. I couldn't really, because like, when you're a new producer, you don't know fucking anything and it's just like, shit, where do I start and stuff like that. And it's just, I started sort of making dubstep because it was more accessible and like, yeah. the sort of dubstep at the time, it was not like how it is now, like all the sort of, Wave tables and all that kind of stuff. Like it was all very just sub bass drums, one synth. Yeah, as long yeah. as it. The thing is, be, the problem, the thing about dubstep is like, <laughs> so you mean, the, like circa Flux and Benga and Koki and stuff. Kind of, like yeah, that. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like Falley and Benga and yeah, all that stuff. Scream, um, but like dubstep was more like the, the the sort of entry level for dubstep was a bit lower than drum and bass. Like as long as it had some bass weight and some like drums, then mm. it was it's fine. Like so, like. Um, but I still wanted to do drum and bass, always. Do you remember absolute, that? Absolute tune. What a fucking tune. Do you remember
0: the video? It was just like that octopus <laughs> Yeah, <going> just,
2: <laughs> uh, It would have lights on it and yeah. it would like move. It was just squidding about. Yeah. <laughs> it
0: was what, amazing. What a weird bass as well.
2: <laughs>
0: Very ringtone
2: Yeah. Love yeah that, that was the kind of stuff I was trying to make like Benga sort of like Afro, uh, Dyer of an Afro that album like that was so good yeah. yeah really I was just like fucking I've never heard anything like this in my life and because I was I came from like sort of metal and rock and industrial and that kind of stuff yeah and then I sort of found drum and bass pretty much for you guys because you guys were really the only people like having that sort of vibe about drum and bass that made it sound like rocky and like I was like okay maybe I can get into electronic music and um, I sort of found like players recordings and other sort of drum and bass labels and then I sort of found dubstep after that yeah and then because it was like sort of it was fun easy to make simple like I sort of tried to just get familiar producing
1: doing that and then and did you have any success from the dubstep side of things did you get some tunes out or nearly yeah
2: I I had I had one tune called x no way out which was a fort park ride named after a fort park ride (laughs) Amazing. amazing and um it was because it was all glitchy and noise and stuff. And this was around 2009, I think. And that came out on UKF Dubstep. Oh, yeah, cool. And um, and then I had like all kinds of like big dubstep artists sort of hit me up at the time. But I was I kind of made that as a joke. Like I never wanted to be a dubstep artist. I only did it just because it's like, what, what the fuck? Why not? But um, a lot of big dubstep artists were like sort of, oh, this is fucking wicked. Like, do you want to sign to my label and that kind of stuff? And I was like, not really. This is kind of just a joke. Like, I don't really want to do any of this stuff. Um, I don't want to make dubstep for the rest of my life, and to be honest, like <laughs> in hindsight, if I did that, yeah, th- probably a th- good idea. In, well, yeah, in hindsight, can... if I actually continued making dubstep, I'm being a completely different universe. I think That's very true because of how because this different sort path, of, yeah right because this was before just before dubstep became massive in America.
1: But around about that time was a good year and a half to two years before it really popped off. Anyway, so right, 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 right. I don't know, but then again. If you do if you weren't in love with it, you probably weren't going to be able to make it. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean, like, you probably would have. Well, that's the thing. Gone, I did board, it as got a bored of it after one year, and then really kicked yourself.
2: <laughs> I did it as a joke. I did not. I wanted to do drum and bass, like really wanted to be taken seriously as a drum and bass artist. Yeah. And then Monster Cat came along around 2011, and they sort of picked me up. They were literally just sort of nothing at the time. I and mean, like, in an
0: alternate universe, you could have been eating ass at Lost Lands. Yeah, um, could eating you,
2: ass at the rave could have been all
0: year <laughs> going to sleep on millions of millions of dollars alongside <laughs> <laughs> famous dubstep
2: dudes right exactly famous dubstep dudes well i mean i don't i stand by what i did <laughs> so yeah um and to be honest like it took me a while to get a hang of drum and bass because i think with especially if you're doing like sort of that high energy like high octane sound it is like there is a learning curve to the production it's and very
0: uh, drum and bass is. I was saying this to you yesterday. This, drum and bass is very much like sort of a production school, right? Uh, and every technique that you learn is kind of useful, exactly. In other music other and the
2: saying is exactly the saying is: if you know how to make drum and bass, you can make fucking anything. But yeah, <laughs>
0: especially because there's there's so, little, there's so little space between the drum hits right. that you sort of because have to of be. Well, of that's it, the thing. Yeah. You're yeah.
2: forced to learn. You're forced to learn things about groove and rhythm and stuff because it's a fast tempo. You've got to be careful with that kind of stuff.
1: But even fitting things in to, to give the, the sound, to make the sound full, you need to be able to know how to fit things in like a jigsaw puzzle, guitars, for example, or or even vocals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, drum and bass sort of is like an all-round kind of
2: good genre for that, I guess. Like just learning all kinds of techniques, like ranging from like, I guess, transient shaping to, you know, sound design and... Um, especially like mixing low mids and mid-range which people always find difficult in any genre and like and snares right snares, and
0: snares snares snares, <laughs> snares. especially snares we'll, we'll go on to that a bit later
2: yeah
1: should we play a song to avoid awkwardness let's play <laughs> an unawkwardness song
0: fuck yeah this is a uh, cobra by magnificence so it better be fucking good listen to that name
3: We'll <laughs>
1: Outro starting, back in the rave. Not not a coffee run,
0: though. No, no coffee run yet.
1: That's sick. I really like that. Let's go to the set.
2: Fucking tune.
0: So, it appears we have some news. Wow. Super important news. (laughs) Super important news.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Did you make that? Huh? Did you make that? What? That jingle, yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. <laughs> otherwise, so otherwise, people yeah. come after you for
1: copyright. <laughs> yeah, you, you, gotta, you gotta write the theme tune, sing <laughs> the theme tune. That's fucking awesome. So it's—I don't know if it's really news, but it's—it's it's a bit of an outrage. I—I uh, I read that Apu has been taken from The Simpsons, which is what like, it's, I think it's—that's horrible. When did, yep. when did that happen? Be- I think quite recently. Um, and yeah. it, the reason is because he's a racial stereotype, <sighs> right? I and mean, every, kind of everything on The Simpsons. Is a stereotype exactly? I mean, no, but I, I, that's exactly what people say. Is exactly. that the idea behind Simpsons is stereotypes, not necessarily yeah. racial, just stereotypes. I mean, Doctor Hibbert is a black man who's a doctor, and Carl works at the, at the nuclear plant, and they're not axed. And do and you know what I mean? So and so this is what people are getting enraged about. Well, this is the thing. Like, if you look at Homer Simpson, he's
2: just an archetypal, white, stereotypical, fat. yeah, fat white drunk. American yeah. who eats donuts and, and he's dumb and <laughs> exactly. works. At, do you know what I mean? And it's just like, and it's just like, but uh, the, the thing that, is, the, surely that's offensive as well. Do you know what I mean? Just because. Exactly. I mean, I guess in fairness, to some degree,
1: it's because I guess Apu's played by a white guy. Who's not actually Indian. That's the point. And people do um, get pissed off about certain aspects of, I think to begin with, he was just a guy that was socioeconomically trapped into working in a convenience store and things <laughs> like that. But I feel like I've seen his entire arc. Like he has kids, right. he has family, he's had success in other things and you see all sorts of exactly. different sides of him. I don't
2: think there's anything really offensive about it, to be honest. But then again,
0: like... Here's the thing. If it, even, even, you know how, you know the phrase nuclear family. Right. Uh, I mean, The Simpsons is almost a stereotype of a nuclear family. Exactly, I mean, he works yeah. at a fucking power plant. Right, exactly. That's the whole thing. Yeah, he did factory work. It's like a yeah. giant fucking stereotype. Exactly, so, like modern day coal miner, I guess. Yeah. You know? I don't know. It's probably an overreaction, but it's kind of understandable in 2018. It's yeah. understandable,
2: but... Yeah. Uh, right. I mean, like, for example... I don't know. Right. I'm kind of like Arab heritage and stuff like that, so like... If I watch, I don't know, like Family Girl or something, and they're doing some, I don't know, some fucking terrorist joke or something like that, then I yeah. find it hilarious. I don't because I oh, know I'm not like. Just because like somebody is part like part of that sort of group doesn't mean like everyone is like that. And again, guess, like, like but,
1: do you know what I mean? But I'm interested, just like how do you identify? Because you literally lived here your whole life. You've grown up here your whole life. Like, do you identify well, with you know, Middle I'm, Eastern culture to an extent? Or
2: I don't, I don't, I don't think culture or sort of identity is limited to one thing, like, yeah, I'll yeah, happily say like, yeah. I'm British, I'm fully British, you know, born and bred here, live my whole life here. Mm. You know, I drink tea all day and <laughs> fucking complain about <laughs> Brexit and stuff like that, like typical. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, also an Arab, like pure Arab, like I fucking, you know, I love Arabic food, I, like, I go to the Middle East all the time, see family and and I love it out there and I speak Arabic as well. And like, you know, um, so there's nothing, it's not limited, one yeah. is not limited by the other. Yeah, you take the best of both cultures, you know. Like so. I mean,
0: being Australian but living here, we get that as well. It's yeah, like yeah, right. exactly. We don't really feel either. It's kind of both at once. It's uh,
2: yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like I just I don't think there's anything offensive about that. Like I I like for me I don't there's I don't want to feel like a victim for no reason. Like and the things are, and sometimes it's like although yeah, in some regard. The, the playing field isn't even in every sort of walk of life and things yeah, like that. No, okay. Also depending on what country you're from, which is absolutely true, um, especially for like sort of black folks and African folks. that's even harder. But um, but at the same time, like the Apu situation, like, I don't know. If, if I see anyone taking the piss out of Arabs, basically like that, I don't find that offensive at all. Like the same way I don't find somebody like, for example, how Americans fucking show like British people, especially Family Guy, like fucking yeah. fucked teeth and like drink tea all day and just talk, like, in Queen's English, like... Well, like the Simpsons it's version like, of I don't did... find
1: that offensive, do you know what I mean? The Simpsons, Simpsons version of the Aussies, yeah, 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 yeah.
2: With the Australian <laughs>
0: things, like, oh, fucking... And
2: there's always a fucking American guy, like, in those sort of shows, there's always, like, an American guy doing a fucking British accent and stuff, like... Yeah. That's a completely different culture, to That's some appropriation, degree. man. It's, it <laughs> yeah. is, like, yeah. to some degree. I mean, like, if that, if that is our definition of appropriation, then that 100% fits the bill, whether you like it or not. But for some reason, people don't have a problem... If it's like white people, do you know what I mean? Because I guess like immigrants, like marginalized societies, all that kind of stuff.
0: I feel like most of this shit is American. Like (laughs) that's where the main source of outrage is coming from, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, and I'd probably second is Britain, but
1: America's first. Do you reckon? I mean, I haven't seen it over here, but then again, I guess I've never seen it in real life. But I feel like I was reading this article about, um, who was it? It was Jerry Seinfeld talking about how Comedians, com- comedy, and c- comedians in general are literally having their worst time right now. Like it's being a, being a comic yep. is walking around red tape all the time. It is, nothing it's nothing. It's, it's the hardest it's ever been to be yep. a comedian. I mean, but I guess if you play it
0: safe, you're not going to be funny. That's, yeah. the, that's the hard thing. Yeah, yep. But you also probably get taken off
3: the air.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Also, I think the other important point is the internet is a very different place to reality. Oh yeah. So I've had all kinds of abuse and things. Not even abuse. Like it's more pathetic than that. Like, but like nobody's ever come up to me to my face, like, and gone, Your blah blah blah, shit. Arabs yabba, yada yada
1: yada right, yada. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Um, and po- and people won't. I think ninety percent of people. I've, that's the thing. I'd like to say ninety percent of people who. Yeah. Say that kind of stuff on the internet are absolute fucking cowards. And I don't want anybody
2: to, I, to me like to feel like they have to walk around red tape around me and like, do I can I say something like that to him? Can I ask him? Like, I'm just yeah. like, just fucking say what you want. I don't care. So,
1: do you do, cool. and do you feel that because of the current climate and uh, things like the, the wars in the Middle East and stuff like that, you find people that your acquaintances are tiptoeing because of the subjects of. Of the I think we, and stuff?
2: Yeah, I think we, we live in weird times, yeah. and uh, especially in the age of, like, Trump, Brexit, and the sort of global immigration debate in the in the wake of the sort of Syrian refugee crisis and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, there's a lot of... There there are some sort of troubled people out there who who might, you know, play the blame card or stuff like that, and when that happens, then it should be taken seriously, yeah, you know? definitely, but, yeah. But if it's just... If it's just people curious about culture, or people just wanted to have a laugh, or like, you know, there's nothing wrong with that.
0: I definitely think the the intent behind the message matters. Right. You exactly. Know? exactly.
1: That's, yeah. yeah.
0: And it's... Uh, smashed
1: it. That's air horn worthy. <laughs>
3: yeah,
0: <laughs> I deleted it. mine. I got it on. <laughs> and you got to unlock your phone to get them. It's too fucking late now. No, the moment's
2: gone. <laughs> ah! yeah, there you, go. yeah, you can just play a dog bark.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, well, that was a good one.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah, I just... Yeah, I mean, say no more. He smashed it, so... I think...
0: One thing which I th- which I think was weird was, um, do you remember Four Chan back in the day? There was o- there was yeah. always, I mean, it was always a cesspit <laughs> shithole. Oh yeah, <laughs> there was always sort of racist stuff on there. There was always off-key material on there. It's quite oh, obviously right.
1: trolling, though. I thought.
0: It, well, that's what I thought. And then, like around the time that Trump got elected and um, the whole Brexit thing happened, mm. suddenly these people get suddenly are, seem to be getting bolder, and you're like. Right. Holy shit! Was that shit real? Like you're seeing flags with sort of like keck on it and shit like that, and you're like, "Well, you guys weren't kidding." What? Well, I mean, I thought this is a fucking troll. What happened? Right. I well, but think, may- but
1: maybe it- because Four Chan's been around for this long now, it's they don't even know if they're joking anymore, and probably so. So maybe there's a percentage of people who are genuinely these white supremacists psychopaths and then the others are just trolling. who don't get the joke or something yeah and other people just sit well, that, on the internet way too long that's that's, that's <laughs> like, why there's yeah a, that's why there's these flat earthers like there's flat earther <laughs> uh, organizations that have been formed out of what is essentially was trolling on 4chan right and it was a joke and people have taken this on right and and but taken it on by themselves and ran with the ball so to speak yeah. and <laughs> believe the fucking planet what's so the that.
2: saying like a parody of a parody eventually becomes like, if you tell a, a, a lie long
1: enough, then it becomes It'll a truth. Yeah. Damn. Um, Maybe but, the earth will become flat. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, yeah. But like, I think, I think the problem with like, sort of, especially like the extreme sort of right wing, like nationalists yeah. and things like that, like the way they've recruited is using people like sort of um, using sort of platforms like 4chan yeah, yeah. and things like that to try and like recruit it's like a recruitment tool, isn't it? At the end of the day, it's like if we can like sort of relate to people like online and stuff like that by using like memes or stuff that's funny or like fucking Pepe the Frog or whatever.
0: I mean, what's so, what's weird is it probably isn't that theoretically different from how ISIS recruit. You know what I mean? Yeah, They're doing exactly. the same fucking thing. It's
2: all just recruitment tools and they try yeah. and, you know, Put it in a package that's like funny and accessible, and it's like, and if if something like can hook you like that from the get go, then you're open to more ideas. Like you're, it's like a gateway drug, I guess. Especially if you're so, youthful as well. Like, exactly, it's, it's a lot of younger people that are going to get exactly. Young people are always like disenfranchised or not happy or don't come from good backgrounds or are bullied at school or sort of.
0: Dude, know. I was. I mean, fuck knows what you can get roped into if you're that young and fucking angry oh, yeah, and, and you know, yeah, oh, yeah. It's fucking. It's scary.
1: Right. Yeah, what are we doing? Let's, pl- let's play more music because we've got quite a lot of it. Sure we? Yeah. Watch next Ponder List? This
0: is Spread Love, Brackets Paddington. I don't know if that's in the song name or if it's some Paddington Bear reference by Boston Bun, GBNO <laughs> and, and... From the Motion Picture. Yeah. <laughs> From the Motion Picture Paddington. Have you seen it? No, I actually haven't. Neither. <laughs> Apparently good. Anyway, here's the tune. Yeah! was Spread Love by
1: Paddington Bear. That was bloody lovely.
0: Yeah, that's right. Okay, should we jump into a segment?
1: Let's do a segment. It's time to complain about trap and shit.
3: Time to be confused by the word lit. The future is scary and the kids are whack. It's the first millennial change.
0: Booyah. That was great. So being like 23...
1: You're probably considered a millennial like yeah. us.
2: Oh, yeah. We're oh.
1: the oldest it gets without. <laughs> so, technically, I'm within, within two months, I'm the absolute oldest millennial that lives. <laughs> yeah. Like, what, yeah. one day older, and he's. Um, I don't get it,
2: though. What is. what? Where, where's the line? Born 1981.
0: 1981. Apparently. 1981.
2: Yeah. That's where you're a millennial. Uh, really? Apparently, yeah. yeah. It's like
0: 1981 to.
1: Is it 2000? Because it's, it's, it's called a millennial. I got thought it, yeah. a millennial
2: was somebody born after 2000.
1: No, because but uh, but I think it's also like when you're youthful as well, like so when when you're like having your growing up time, right? Do you know what I mean? So so Generation Xs were young in the eighties when I don't even know w- what that is either. When Margaret Thatcher was that's big. the one. That's the
0: one before. So right before millennials, apparently. Okay, so, gen, it was gen X. so
1: Gen X,
2: millennials, baby boomers. What's baby boomers? Our parents would be 60s. baby boomers. Okay, so fifties, sixties, I think around yeah. the war. Yeah, what's after. Is there anything after millennials?
1: Yeah. I don't know what it is. Wankers. Generation Z, isn't it? (laughs) Probably something. It'll have some cool name, I'm sure. I don't know. But yeah, um, post the Second World War, they're called baby boomers because suddenly they had babies. Right. Well, I don't know.
2: I I never understood these fucking terms. But um, I really think the fact that millennial... Are people who, millennials are people who born like after the year 2000. I swear that makes sense. Well, they can be. Millennials. That's what makes sense in my head. Right. That's what I always thought it was. I didn't know it was the 80s. Look, just let
1: us have this, okay? (laughs) (laughs) We're millennials. My dream is to be a millennial. (laughs) Yeah. It means we're not, it's it's denial of the aging process. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. 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 Do you Um, know,
0: I always say one thing. That's another thing I always say. Apart from like, I don't know, I always say one thing. But one thing hmm. that I do hate that fucking uh, is popular on the internet and everywhere else and amongst m- millennials that are, I'm apparently a part of, uh, <laughs> is this whole phrase when they say... I don't mind most of the phrases. The phrases are fucking fine. I don't mind lit. I don't mind... There's like a whole bunch I don't mind. The one I fucking do. What about Bay? Bay is fine. You can yeah, have that. Okay. Yeah. Hated it at first, got used to it. Don't mind. Mm. The fucking phrase... Oh my God, did you see Beyonce at fucking whatever awards... That was everything. What the everything. fuck are you talking about? That was Fucking everything. Man. How the fuck does that <laughs> become a catchphrase? I don't think that's
2: new, though. I think that's that's been going on since the sort of early noughties and everything. Is has it, it though? I think I'm pretty sure it has. I think that was an older phrase. I missed the boat on that one. Maybe it's a phrase that's been brought back. That happens no, because people just say lit and shit like that now. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't think people say that was. I don't know. I've seen it on like. I've seen it a lot, like Beyonce performances, or like, did you see Muzzy at ADE? He was everything. (laughs) He was everything. I don't think, I haven't heard that one in a while, but like... um, You you see it, you see it around. But the thing is, I don't ever hang around other 23-year-olds. Like, all my colleagues are all older than me. Even my girlfriend's older than me, but only by a year, like a year, but it's still like... Rubbing the cradle on that one. But everybody's, like, I work with is just... So I'm just used to that kind of environment. Like, I suppose if I hung out with more, like, quote-unquote millennials, then...
1: You'd be smoking... Um, uh, there may be... Smoking sativa. What do they smoke? They don't smoke anything. They're, oh, the, right. they're the healthiest... They're the yeah. 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 They're- Apparently the youth of, of today, today, the youth of today, today, are, are 60% tea total. As in no drugs, no alcohol, no smoking, nothing.
0: What was that called when all the bands were doing the X's on them? Uh, uh, straight, straight Edge. edge. Straight edge, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, big up if that's what you're doing, but it's boring. Yeah,
2: you don't drink, do you? No, no, I don't. I don't. I'm. I would what you consider teetotal, I guess. So have you drunk
0: too much in the past, and you've stopped now because of incidents? No, or? no.
2: I just the only reason I ever drank any kind of alcohol, which is always bare minimum anyway, was because everybody around me was drinking, and I didn't want to look like a fucking mug. So like, yeah. See uh, we we drink because we don't want to look like a mug,
0: but we know we do and we drink to forget.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a good excuse. Yeah. Um no, I just it's, I don't know, there's a bunch of reasons like like I don't know I don't like the taste and like in before fucking people say like we oh, haven't tried like you haven't found your drink like but I'd, i just you haven't tried i don't care about <laughs> finding my drink yet. yeah that's the thing i don't care about finding my drink have you tried peach schnapps yeah i actually it's have everything have you
1: tried unicum <laughs> it's everything unicum is that's a spicy ass <laughs> drink <laughs> unicum's good next time right. you're in hungary for exit festival or, or whichever is the right there's other festivals available um <laughs> Uh try Unicom. Unicom. Yeah. I'll put it on my rider. Uni
0: spells like university and right. cum spell like well Like you think it would be. <laughs> like you think right, it would be. Okay. Yeah. It's on my um, rider now. <laughs> it'll make you go deaf for a right, couple of days. Okay. Yeah. That He's, sounds that sounds healthy. I thought it was just me, but Gareth had the same yep. thing, our VJ.
2: Sure your
1: booth monitors weren't too loud or our uh, VJ. Uh, <laughs> Um, oh, that no, did that could be a possibility because we did DJ right. afterwards drunk. Yeah. If you DJ really drunk, right. you tend to do more ear damage, I've discovered. Right. I mean... <laughs> because, the... because you're probably turning it up louder. I mean, right? that's,
0: the, that's the night we learned that it probably wasn't a good idea to guzzle... <laughs> guzzle marbles. It. To guzzle, <laughs> guzzle cum. <laughs> <laughs> For... <laughs> all those kids out there that's a
2: fucking that's a good message don't guzzle come guys (laughs) yeah but um back to the alcohol thing like i don't know i was just never interested i mean i'm just one of those fucking one of those odd cunts
1: that just wasn't interested and Um, that's that's a good thing as well for you because you've obviously started your performing career without using alcohol as a crutch right which is is something you (laughs) could some people can struggle with because right if you have a couple of drunks for courage before you start playing right not anything well, any fingers. I at myself, mean, I started
2: but... DJing when I was 16.
1: That's when I started DJing. Right. Where were you? Where
2: were you playing there? Uh, probably not so lawful parties around London. Okay, <laughs> so like warehouse parties and all stuff sorts. like that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, and because uh, those are the only places that will me because like, I wasn't big enough to play clubs and stuff. But like, I well, well, couple, old enough to get into them. I well, guess. old enough to get in. Exactly. Yeah. So I knew a couple of people just within that scene, just from school and stuff. And I managed to contact some "quote unquote" promoters, and they were just like, "Yeah, we'll give you a platform, and that kind of stuff." And did you get paid? Yeah. How, how much <laughs> do warehouse
0: parties like pay?
2: Though, so. quite a lot actually, like pretty decent, depending on the
1: scale of it, and depending on turnout. And- right, exactly. We so. we struggle to get more than a hundred dollars. Yeah, a hundred dollars and. $20 on the bar was, I think, the way we was starting out. Right, well... the th- Australian th- dollars, by the way, which at the time, British, <laughs> was what, 25, about 25 pounds in British. Fucking yeah. hell, Jesus. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know, I, I get, I
2: get, like, it was all right, but um, especially for a 16, 17-year-old. Yeah, like, yeah, that's good. I guess anything at that age. Yeah, exactly, anything good. is fucking gold. So, um, yeah, like, so I, I started doing that, and um, I, I sort of, I got used to um, n- not being in a, like staying sober because I was like, this is my first ever performance, and I don't want to look like a cunt or anything like that. But um, you what you were saying about the crutch, like you don't need to use alcohol as a crutch. I use other things as a crutch. For example, I used to wear a fucking um airsoft airsoft mask. Like I got, I bought one from Amazon. What is that? Airsoft thing. So,
1: so when, you know, when you're shooting BB guns, BB guns. Oh right, yeah. I don't know what.
0: So it's like
2: paintballing, there. but with BB guns. Oh, so like the The fit down fucking
1: protective kind of protective. Well, I
2: mean, I think for airsoft, you only need goggles. You don't need a full helmet, but
1: it looks like a hockey mask, right?
2: Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, like like
1: Jason, the dude with the hockey mask.
2: Right. So I, I had an airsoft mask and (laughs) just DJ. Like, ironically, the first one I ever played was a Halloween party. So I fit in anyway it worked, yeah. but then i was just like because i used to get stage fright and stuff because i obviously you're really young and i'm around people
1: like ray keith and congo natty and like yeah. all these massive like eyes. i tell you what man uh, the coming in through drum and bass is intimidating i mean yeah. i don't have anything else to compare it to because yeah. I didn't come else come in through any other scene but <laughs> but coming flying all the way to the uk and coming in and playing in like some of these accelerated culture raves where it's just like proper you know... Grimy. Right. Proper proper people. Right,
2: well, that's the thing. Like, it was... I mean, if you p- picture this in your head. So, I rock up to this party. I've, does I, this need backing music, you reckon?
1: <laughs> you can oh, put yeah. backing music. Of course
2: it does. <laughs> this story better be sexy, because listen to that music. The year is 2000 end. I think this is too upbeat for the story. No. Uh, I feel like it needs to be more kind of like... Almost sad. No. Uh, like, okay.
0: Okay, wait, I got it. I
2: got it. Okay, this is great. Okay, so (laughs) this So imagine, right? (laughs) This is so distracting. Imagine, like, a 16-year-old. Yeah. Like, I'd never seen anybody take drugs, like hard drugs or anything like that in my life. I was so innocent, pure, just making music in my fucking bedroom, all that kind of stuff. And then I go to this warehouse party, and um, and I just go go there, and it's just like... (laughs) You like why is
1: that guy's eyes funny? Yeah, no,
2: <laughs> I saw some guy with like powder all over his face just sort of stumbling around and I'm just like what the fuck is going on? Wait. And then imagine imagine playing So I I think I had to play after some big like I think somebody like Congo Natty I don't know if it was him but it was some fucking like old like ragga guy and like imagine somebody like that like playing like sort of three deck vinyl and things like that and scratching each other and I just rock up with a fucking tractor controller right after some gimpy little sixteen year old wearing a fucking did you have to unplug the uh, the RCA's at the back Yeah, and there was actually there was actually like I think three or four minutes of radio silence whilst I was doing that. Dead air is a crime. Dead air
1: is a crime.
2: Radio silence yeah. and people just looking at me, just kind of like to be honest, like, people probably too to and what's going on, which is all right. But, um, <laughs> it, w- it was probably the most intimidating thing I've ever done in my life. Like,
0: maybe they were like, Well, there's started. a 16 year old kid on stage, he's basically like the engineer's assistant, he's fixing the mixer because the last
2: one right. fucked up. Yeah. Right.
1: yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, if you just and put a, a f- tool belt on, no one would have <laughs> and a, he- a head torch, exactly. a head torch, and a mag light. exactly.
2: And all the other sort of warehouse parties I did following that show my laptop would keep crashing every fucking time and eventually they stopped booking me and I went for like a (laughs) yeah literally and I was just like okay I gotta fucking fix my shit so it all worked out man well I bought a pair of CDJs with any pocket money I had left over and I was like okay if I'm gonna do this I have to learn properly and like learn how to mix and all that kind of stuff and then yeah it all kind of Went to plan after that, I guess. People started booking you again. Otherwise yeah. it was... No, nah,
0: <laughs> you can't book Muzzy. He's fucking laptops. Yeah. But he's- no, no, that's
2: literally what it was <laughs> yeah. like. It was like because of the fact they use a laptop, people at the Facebook events for these parties, like they say like Muzzy's on the flyer and like they people would just complain like, oh, this guy's not a fucking DJ. This guy's a fucking joker. They'd make memes. People would like take pictures of me and make memes like, oh, can't DJ use laptop or something stupid like that. And it's just like, they use like the sort of text like, and it's just like, yeah, they fucking hated me. They absolutely fucking despised me. So
0: what what were people, let me rewind this for a sec. (laughs) Big tune. Um, (laughs) What were people playing at these parties while you were coming through? Was it like jump up, drum and bass sort of stuff? It was a mix of everything. it It was all
2: kind of like around the sort of drum and bass. So I, I guess it was all like, yeah, ragga sort of style, like very kind of MC heavy sort of stuff, Ooh. jump up. I love that. I mean, you'd have people like sort of Nicky Black Market and those kind of guys who play like just pretty much straight up jump up and like Fat Man D and all those guys. And then you'd and have six, like...
0: Six MCs right. and one DJ. <laughs> right, right, right. And uh, one MC with <clears throat> pants around his ankles with champagne. Exactly. doing drugs with no delay.
2: Yeah. And then you'd have people like DJ Switch just sort of like DMC champions, and they just do, like, sort of beat juggling and things like that. That, that shit always seems out of place at those rows, don't you think? Not at the ones I was playing at. No? No, not at all. People were fucking loving it. They were like, yeah, fucking... Cause, are, oh, are these the warehouse ones? Or right, yeah, the, yeah. These are the, the these are the warehouse ones, yeah. No, it wouldn't work now, but... <laughs> the sort of shows I play at now, but... It did work then. It seems, so, it seems even weirder at a warehouse party because it's like I don't know. Well, it was London Underground yeah. sort of pure DJ. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, MC
1: like sound system sort of culture. The, like. the the MC heavy ones were so difficult because you could you could tell that the set that you were playing was not really complimentary to this guy that that you, people were quite more interested in in the fact that he. So I'd, if I was on right. when Skibbity was playing, and my set was just like just not enough for him to. To MC over, right, and he'd, he'd sort of look at you and be like, "Play some, play a banger, man." I'm like, no, I'm taking them on a journey. <laughs> and
0: they'd they'd always have their, like their stock rhymes, so like uh, I don't even know any of them. Gee. Yeah, Jungle is Soldier, and all the right. kids, these fucking white <laughs> kids with caps at the front, uh, would be like mouthing along the words. Like, it's maybe you're playing Hold Your Colour on mm-hmm. the track or some shit, and these kids at the front, they're not mouthing. Sh- Fucking any of right. those lyrics. They're all
1: like, juggle is so dry right. What the fuck are... <laughs> and, and the MCs are MCing over the lyrics and this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, over a vocal I mean, chain. um,
2: I think the one one good thing that sort of happened, well, it turned into a bad thing eventually. It started off good though. Like when I started playing at these sort of events, it was like, um they wanted to book me in the first place because I was like sort of young, up and coming. They wanted that kind of crowd as well, I guess. If we book those kind of DJs, maybe that kind of crowd will follow. Yeah. So like um it did actually kind of happen, and maybe I maybe i'm responsible for a part of it but like it happened too much eventually like sort of 2012 2013 sort of time and it got they got way too big and they became really violent and rioty and riot police would turn up and they like got shut like, down and they got shut down and and um sort of like there were i think there were like extra laws put in place to like to have more of a excuse to arrest these people and
1: sort of take control I didn't realize the UK had those sort of laws. I thought it was just the states. You know, the- I, I mean, I d- to, to an extent, the UK has since, I guess, the M25 uh, rave era. They probably yeah. had some kind of laws. Well, this is the because thing because that, I- that—that was the reason they had yeah. the reason they had those M25 raves is because there was a loophole in the law saying that if a party was private, you could oh. have it to any. You could have the liquor. Uh, I don't know if it had to do with the liquor license, but. Clubs couldn't go past 2 a.m. Right. So they would go, well, fuck it, we're going to go out to a farmyard in the m- on the M25 and have our rave there. And
2: the, m- the M25 is kind of a loop itself, isn't it? So,
1: <laughs> no, It's
2: like a big record. Yeah. Yeah. Those sort of parties definitely still exist because they're sort of in the middle of nowhere and out of the way. But the sort of ones I was doing were like industrial parks and stuff like that. Well, like, like in Batsy or something. Like abandoned buildings yeah. and shit, yeah, stuff like that. So like um, it was... I remember the last one I went to was sort of 2013. It was actually kind of sad and it actually really upset me. It was was um, like um, a bunch of... There was like this sort of building um, and police started coming up because there was loads of people. I think thousands of kids turned up and like... Loads of underage people as well. Yeah. And... Um, kids were like climbing like... Like sort of upstairs into the building. Like they'd open the windows and stuff. And like start shouting. So whatever. Like people are just fucking going a bit nuts. And, um, but then police cars started turning up down this road and then it was between these like two buildings, like left and right of you. And then there's a road in between it. And, uh, they'd have like, there were like police cars and meat wagons and stuff coming in just to like, make sure like what's going on with all these kids everywhere. Like what's going on? And they would, um, then the kids would like find stuff in the building, like couches and things like that, push them out the window and they'd like crush the police cars and stuff. Oh shit. And and that really fucking pissed me off because... Those guys are not there to get you in trouble. They're here, they're there to like protect you yeah. and like make sure you're not, you know, you're not going to die. And like, you, you, do you know what I mean? It's, like,
1: it's one of those you're ruining it
2: for everyone, kind of. Exactly. Thing. Like, what the fuck are you guys doing? And then from that was the last time I ever did one of those things. And I was just like, I'm never doing that again because because the one cause leading up to it, it just got worse and worse and worse. And that was like the worst I've seen it. Like plus, people plus it, actually getting like really fucking violent
1: and righty. If you're a performer as well, and something really bad happens that can be a mark against your name. Right. And exactly. you can somehow you you never know when you can be made culpable for the actions of people in your audience. Right, exactly. I don't know how and exactly why like but it's possible, I did, you know? I was
2: like I'm not going to be part of this. I refuse to be part of this. I do not support any of this crap. Like when I yeah. started it was fine, chill. Police would actually turn up and stuff. But they'll be like, "You know what? It's okay. Like you guys are safe." like you're not in anyone's way it's fine that's when i started doing it and then it eventually turned kids getting really violent and police would turn up and like sort of have shields and i mean like it,
0: so. as soon as the first uh, sort of rave violence happens that sort of sets a precedent for how they're going to respond to exactly yeah
1: exactly. ones
0: after that so it's
1: a right. bit of a weird question but i'm expect um, i suspect that these rave parties didn't have like metal detectors and and high, absolutely high not, no they had security they
2: hire their own private sort of guys to do, quote unquote, security. It wasn't safe, really, but they would do strip searches and not not strip, but like they'd pat, like pat, pat you shit. down and like frisking, um, yeah. and check your bags and stuff if you're carrying bags, like um, which which was good. Not all of them had that, but like the bigger ones did. Have you been to
0: a bit of a? Besides have you been to Fabric since you know that you know how they were getting shut down the Fabric the Club in London for everyone since outside. The of incidents. Yeah, that, uh, I mean they always used to have pat downs at the door and check bags and all that stuff, standard yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But then have have you um have you been there since the whole change happened? Apparently uh, they needed dogs and all that stuff. I actually haven't, no. Really? I've never been what, but, what, what for?
1: For drugs and
0: Well, yeah, for sniffing out drugs. I mean apparently like someone died, I think. At one of the clubs, yeah, from, from a
2: drug overdose yeah. in the club, like. Yeah, so
0: they decided, like, I mean, they were going to shut the club down. at At the last minute, they were saying, "Well, okay, well, you can keep it open as long as you have sort of drug sniffing dogs."
1: those those, on the do- do- those dogs probably went mental in that first night, <laughs> yeah. when all the people that didn't realise the dogs were there. Yeah. Oh, whoops! <laughs> <laughs> the dog started singing yeah. from a contact high. Yeah. Ho ho
3: ho! <laughs>
2: I can't do that sound with my mouth; it doesn't work.
3: <laughs>
2: but I think when I I sort of, I went to um, Electric Brixton. I was playing a show there after shortly after that whole happened. And yep. I think every club in London has sort of might have ramped. I know that club definitely has ramped up security since because I never used to get a pat down or anything. I get a little
1: pat down and check my bang and like whatever. Do you get jealous of the people that get the big pat down? know. <laughs> <laughs> But that, yeah. I mean, that is the thing. It's I didn't because get frisked enough. <laughs> it's because of um. But it's because of knife crime, isn't it? Right. And, exactly. Oh, yeah. And robbery. Yeah. But robbery they also do like.
2: But now they start doing like really even take away mundane things from like you can't have an open pack of chewing gum, like really? things. Like, yeah, because you might more. be
1: hi- hiding something in there. Right. Or? And they
2: check like the little case out my hearing protection and stuff like that. They will check like everything, like every fucking w- crevice why? that
1: like. <laughs> why the chewing gum? Did I don't. I don't because know. Someone hollow- hollowed it out and put like <laughs> put ears in there. <laughs> That's a great that's, the, treat. that's
2: actually yeah I think that's you nailed it that's probably why hollered think out, about it holler yeah. out chewing gum
1: with ease in them Yeah think about
0: it I mean if you think about it selling pills like in pill form is fucking dumb
2: sell it in sell it in that little with with a, with a minty finish Yeah <laughs> with the fucking <laughs> with that's... teeth
1: whitening and mint and a minty finish cherry <laughs> flavor for Yeah after, because
2: yeah. my girlfriend would come I remember we went to uh, the Joan Bass Awards last year which was in Electric Brixton we actually it was in Electric Brixton the year before that as well and um the year before that, it was, like, fine and everything. And then this year, it was, like, she they took away, like, her water bottle, her chewing gum, like, a bunch of other crap, like, a chocolate bar that wasn't even opened, like...
1: Oh, but chocolate, was, you definitely had drugs in a chocolate bar. <laughs> yeah. Hot, hot an, sneakers.
2: Unopened, an unopened chocolate bar. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just fucking glue it back up. I mean, there's nuts in there. You can't tell what to what. Yeah. yeah. Well, it could be a nut-free venue. Yeah. <laughs> We're operating a nut-free venue here, guys. Yeah. Sorry, mate. Actually, you no. Know, um... This is this is the right thing. Uh this is actually what happened. I, I exaggerate might have exaggerated a little bit. So like with the chocolate bar and the water and stuff, you actually put it in this like basket and then you can get it back at the end if you wanted. So,
1: so I guess it's not all fucking I don't know. <laughs> Who's coming back for the chewing gum? Nobody.
0: <laughs> that shit's staying there forever. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that shit.
1: I'll buy another pack, you'll see. <laughs> I'll show the system.
0: Let's have a look at what segments we've got. Um have you got any facts?
1: Um,
0: you can make one up.
3: <laughs> Exciting fact of the
1: week. All right, quick, 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 quick. Let's go. <laughs> no, it's not quick. Uh, Give me two seconds. <laughs> okay, here we go, here we go. Do-do-do-do-do. Do we need
2: Something? some background no, music? I don't have any
1: facts, sorry.
0: Okay, here's some background music.
1: So, yeah. <laughs> no, it, just, it just reminded me of the time that Rob, me, you and me were in the Maldives and we were very inebriated. Oh, yeah. Walking across the beach. <laughs> and we discovered... Uh, lots of pinpricks of blue light running all over the beach, and we were like thought that we would might have accidentally and inadvertently consumed. I don't think you've set this scene
0: up properly. Basically, what happened? <laughs> uh, I got I got lost on the way to my chalet, little uh, place that I, I was staying on this island for mm. an event that will go unnamed. Yeah. <coughs> um, and I basically got lost on the island and uh, couldn't find my way back. I ended up just sitting down at the signpost and being like, I don't know where the fuck to go, and I'm not moving until right. I see some cunt that can come and tell me where to go. <laughs> and I get a call from Gaz. He's like, just keep walking around the island. It's circular. It's circular. <laughs> so I'm like, well, it must be circular. We got here on a it's fucking circular. water jet. So I walked, to like, I walked
1: to the outside of the island, which right. I guess they call a beach. Yeah. Um <laughs> No, but you left me walking left and then, and then about 30 minutes later, you appeared from the right,
0: well, coming up the beach. I come up the beach and I see something splashing about in the sea. <laughs> like
1: With its a, clothes
0: on. A flailing beach seal.
1: <laughs> Did, you, and Did gar- you have
2: clothes on? <laughs> yeah, I just okay. walked.
1: But it was, so, it, was, it was one of those things where it's just like the most beautiful thing you've ever encountered in your life was this, this ocean and this beach. And it was like, and we we're only there, we we're literally there for like, 16 hours I'm like I'm I'm gonna fucking enjoy this so I just I waddled into the into the ocean with my clothes on splashing about being like look they're glowing
0: all
2: these little
1: glowing things that's fucking awesome and yes they're called photophores which are a light producing organ that gives some fish bioluminescence are they so they're they're fish Uh, fish have bioluminescent uh, photophores and but these crabs were they don't actually they're not born with it Maybe it's Maybelline. They pick them up and they they plant they they plant them on the back of their right or the back of their shell, and so as it, an ornament. Yeah, as like a glowing ornament, a glowing <laughs> a glowing fungus. Or Have something. you seen glowworm?
2: Do you know about glowworms? Yeah, and the fireflies and shit. Right, right. I, I've right. never seen a glowworm because there's like some I don't know where it is, but there's like sort saw pictures or some article or something about glowworm cave, and you go in, it's like pitch black, but it's like it looks like sort of fairy lights. And like, and it's all like sort of bioluminescence. Looks like a fucking scene from Avatar or something like that. Oh man, I really wanted to see that shit. Where really is want. that? I have no fucking clue. But you can look it up like glowworm cave or something like that. Like, did did we ever
1: mention sperm whales on a podcast before? Uh, or was it a conversation I, I, outside of podcast world? I can't imagine. I don't know. Just because we're on marine biology, I just remembered that a sperm whale can kill you with sound. Oh yeah, we, yeah, we talked about that with <laughs> we uh, did, I yeah. think TB lowest base ever yeah no it's <laughs> it's high it's a transient oh fucking hell yeah it's transient pressure wave
0: damn look at that shit that's the glow worm caves which no one can see holy except
1: shit. us right yeah, now that's it's so, cool. so cool that's fucking amazing it's yeah. more
2: like a blue color which is surprising yeah that's what i mean like it looks like a sort of avatar kind of yeah like it's proper awesome apparently
0: oh we already did the news segment uh there's <laughs> no segment we can do extra Fuck
2: news it.
1: just do it extra news there's no limit on news <laughs> uh how about i do this it's the news it's, the news. it's superfluous news <laughs>
0: extra fact of the week it's not a fact it's news
1: um do, oh yeah avatar it? they have right. like a new one coming out apparently yep Yep. Um, yeah, it's like avatar. six of them or something with something that's going to really like s- the loads of them and a tv series and merchandise and fucking is it still with james cameron of course no yeah. apparently he's not on the project. Um, no, but he'll he executive produce not... it surely. Really?
0: Or... Well, I'm not sure, but like, did you know that there were apparently like, oh, I don't know, legally obliged, but something, something, there was some clause in there that they had to call it James Cameron's Avatar, like they had
2: to right, call it that,
1: right, right, right. Um, which seems seems a little bit. Speaking of marine biology again, <laughs> oh, fucking hell. James. James <laughs> listen, mate, <laughs> this is this is this is a really good one. This, ja- is, a, James, this is a marine podcast, you know, Jay? We need bubble
2: sounds in the background. <laughs> I'll count you with some some glowworm like thing.
1: Um, What if I said bubbles on here? Uh, Bubbles? In the Bath by Mary Winderbottom. Oh, well, that's bubbles by Hippocampus. Bubbles.
0: Ah, what a piece of shit. Okay. (laughs) Marine news.
1: (laughs) That was good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, James Cameron's been the deepest in anyone else, that's all I was going to say. In his little. He's submarine. Underwater scooter Yeah, has, there. yeah, that's true. Yeah. Your deepest yeah. man fam. Yeah. Mariana <laughs> Trench, I think. Yep, that's the one. Bubble is that spugly. is that where
2: he went, the Mariana Trench? Yeah, oh, fucking hell. And that's actually a recording from the voyage. I got another fact for you actually, which was um <laughs> Go on. the uh I think only the 5% of the like the ocean has been explored.
1: Yep. We've explored Ever. more of our re- of our immediate space outside of our atmosphere than we have of wow in the ocean that's incredible yeah like, have you ever seen the series Drain the Ocean it's a good one check it out no I haven't
2: so, sounds wicked I've watched Blue Planet 2 and stuff but love that I love Blue Planet love it incredible and uh, the Hans Zimmer just 10 out of 10 for me on Radiohead as well and Ra- oh yeah that, that kind of oh, like
1: I, I think all that Tom York did was just to do a few whale sounds over <laughs> Hans Zimmer's music <laughs> I actually, I couldn't really, not going to lie, I didn't really understand the lyrics, but
2: it actually does make sense. I like, think
1: it's probably just going, Blue planet, <laughs> yeah. it's so
3: blue planet. <laughs> what what
2: what I don't know, that that music for me is
1: really fucking... We do we do have a game segment today, don't we? Oh, yes, we do. Ooh, uh, yeah, we do. Should we do it now or play another song? Then do it. I do, I want to go to the toilet, so play another song. <laughs> <laughs> well, that answers that then. Uh, this is... Um, Go-
0: leather Teeth by Carpenter Brute. That was way too epic for this podcast. It
1: was so vibey. Oh, that was good. That stupid sound brought it back to our level.
2: <laughs> that made, made me up
1: selector. Yeah. That made me want to take revenge against crooked cops in the future. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking of Blade Runner. Yeah, yeah, kind <clears throat> of Blade Runner. Yeah.
0: So we we basically heard of Muzzy when uh, he released uh, this tune here called New Age that was done with Cell Dweller.
1: And that snare was... We're, we're snare connoisseurs, that, I would say, guys. That, no? We're connoisseurs. We're definitely connoisseurs. That's the snare equivalent of a 1968 Beaujolais uh, <laughs> fine wine. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but awesome. And it was... <laughs> it's very hard to
0: get those snares right. We spend a, We used to spend a lot of time on snares. These days it's cute. But, yeah. but we used to spend a shitload of time on snares. And, uh, the majority
1: of the time. There, yep. there were a lot of people <laughs> that, that tried...
0: There were a lot of people that tried sort of making... Uh, pendulum-ish snares And it got to a point where we couldn't really stand hearing them Because we uh, didn't like what we were hearing and no, then, no, uh, no,
1: one, no one could get it quite right Yeah But that might have been a side effect as well Of us having such a particular vision for that snare um, Or just massive <laughs> cuntish <laughs> egos um, <laughs> Perfectionist Rob, Perfectionists. Yeah, I'll go with that um,
0: But then we heard uh, that particular snare I'll play it again Oh, be quiet Clayton You're ruining the snare <laughs>
1: It's just everything you want in a snare. Yeah, it was a step above the transient, the full-bodied, the tail, (laughs) rich aroma, the 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 finish on the palate was is um, exquisite. Exquisite. Um, That's a Michelin starred snare. Yeah, yeah. And that's when I
2: started with a snare. Yeah. (laughs)
0: And that's when I yeah uh, slid into Muzzy's DMs, (laughs) as you do when you hear a good snare. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And. We're actually writing a tune at the moment. Who knows if it'll come out? It's sounding pretty good right now. The snares about the snares are about what would you
2: say level, what level? I, I well, I don't know. Like this is the thing. Like me and you were talking about this, and uh, to be honest, like I just hear the snare is just a snare. But like you know, you see it as something else, and it's just like, which is great. But like we see it as a fountain of youth, <laughs>
1: <laughs> It's life.
2: Well, so, but I think uh, in, in a way, I think our the one we did is actually kind of. Cooler, I think, because it worked well. I mean, not even cooler, but it's just like it works for that. Tune. Are, you, are
1: you the kind of dude that if it's not the latest thing you're you're doing, you're not you don't like it. If it's the yeah, pretty, kind you of. don't like the pretty last thing you did.
2: Everything. Well, it's not that I don't like the last thing I did, is but the new thing has to be better. Yeah, 100%. okay, fair
1: enough. Yeah. Like for example, for me and in, in my opinion,
2: like the the my latest track, Horsepower, had like a, probably a slightly. Heavy, like at least harder hitting snare than New Age. Although the balance might be different, but and the sort of tail and stuff might be different. But it ha- it had a little bit more weight, just because like I sort of it was like the next level up for me. But right. like that's just my opinion. Obviously, everyone else has an opinion. You know, just because I made it doesn't mean I have like the final fucking say on. Well, you know? but because you're such but.
1: A, a snare don. We uh, thought we would um, present you some. I mean, we just can...
0: before we launch into that, one weird thing. I, one thing I found weird was uh, that I was sort of you are showing me all these drum and bass tracks, with like drum and bass tracks you rate and all that stuff, right? And and hearing them be like, "Well, that's pretty good, isn't it?" And I'm like, "Come on, mate, you're better than that." <laughs> yeah.
2: I just I find that cool because in a way that's kind of cool because it's like. It shows that we really do hear things differently. Like, I think, like. Doesn't that kind of scare you, though? Because it means that
0: maybe there's not. I always think that mixed our words, it's quite. It's less sort of opinion and more. At first. Do you know what I mean? I mean, is it, though? Like. Uh, The the older I get, the more I think that there is more opinion to do with it.
2: Right. Um, Well, I'm starting to learn. I think so, because, like. Yeah, I think it is, because. Even for me, like just if I look at something like New Age from just a third party point of view, like it just sounds like a it sounds like a heavy. It's, I like the snare. I'm not saying I don't like it, but I just I don't think it's like the best f- fucking thing ever made. Like I I prefer like loads. Just, of other do, you stuff. What, do you know
1: Do you know it is for us as well? Is it it might be a bit nerdy and techy, but getting it that low right. with that kind of power and transient, and and, but still having that the the transient content being of. That you know, that the, the higher ones is it's getting the balance right. Yeah, I
2: mean, the the I try to do that in all my tunes, really. Like get the balance right and stuff. But even like for you, like you said, you know. Granite, like, in its original form, was like the snare you weren't really happy with. Oh, yeah, but I I lost my goddamn mind for that shit. But that's the thing. I fucking, I love that snare, even to this day. Like, really, really really fucking love it. Yeah. I mean, I,
0: I do get the feeling. People around the time that Slam and sort of Showdown were released, people were always coming up to me being like, oh, man, that fucking Slam snare, though. And I was making other tunes, and people were like, yeah, but that Slam snare. And
2: because I made it, and I knew what was involved in making it. Right. I kind of didn't. Okay. Maybe you know I mean? that's maybe that's tainting my opinion on yeah. new age then, because I know the process pro- process wasn't some weird rocket science. Also,
1: so would you say you're not entirely happy
2: with that one?
1: No, no, I am. I'm oh, fully yeah. happy, okay, but I just good. don't good because I'm going to march
2: right out here. <laughs> no, but at the same time, like I think when me and Rob when we, when we're sitting in the studio and I sort of showed you my process of doing, it's not fucking complicated at all, really. I don't think. No, I think it's it's a comp. It's a You, level, need, you need an ear for it, but. It, it, it's the, the actual process is not, I don't sit there for hours and hours and hours and hours. Like, I mean, I'll but, but
1: it is kind of compli- complicated, but it might not be for you because it's come naturally to you. So, right. for example, I can make a mighty snare, but there's no fucking way I can get it like that good. Well, see here, I mean,
0: most some people's snare sort of technique is okay, well, I'll open up VEC Vengeance Pack uh, three and fucking find the best sounding snare in that bunch. So, anything above that is kind of complicated. So, I mean, what you do is more complicated mm-hmm. than that. It just is some well, degree. All right, for I mean, me
2: all right, for me, my biggest frustration for most of my sort of early production life was finding samples. Yeah. Like good samples. And I never found like good samples ever. I'd have to pay loads of money, and even when I did pay loads of money for good samples, like, yeah. I fucking hate everything. Like all the vengeance stuff, like none of it works for I'm not saying they're bad samples, like badly recorded or something, but it's just they Because they just you didn't, didn't have work. enough control over the layers or what? well No, I felt that's the thing. I felt like I had to layer too much and it sounded like yeah, shit. Yeah, no, I know exactly what like, I mean, yeah. And it's just like, this is fucking horrible and I hate it. And it took more time doing that. Then if I just go into something like Kick 2 because or the Because yeah.
1: the, the more layers you add, the more complicated you make the whole fucking exactly. process. Whereas Whereas it, now, e- like, even if you
0: find a great one, you can't change it. You can't sculpt it to your track. Well, that's yeah. the thing, yeah. You know, the, the decay is how it is. You the, can other, fuck...
2: the other problem is, let's just say you find like the perfect sample. You spent years finding the sample, you've layered a bunch of stuff, and it's like the perfect snare. Spent years finding then, the, the sample. Then, the, well, that's the thing, yeah. like, years and years of research. I found and, it! <laughs> 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 on the top of Mount... Like an old beard. <laughs> right, on the top right, exactly. So you spent... So so you spend like a lot of time trying to find or make a good sample from like samples and things, and it's just like okay, now I have to write another track, and, yeah. I, and if I use the same snare, it's like everyone's gonna be like you're just fucking you're lazy because you, you can't like, make another one. You found the sample exactly. <laughs> so, you can't make yeah. another one. So you're yeah. like, like Indiana the, Jones with the the Holy Grail. <laughs> exactly. So my process is simply just using something like Serum or Kick Two or even like Reactor, like the way you, like some of those modules you're using. Yeah. And like
1: um. Uh fucking else, well, like FM eight. So like, that that particular one from the cell dweller one, that's Kick Two? It's a mix of uh Kick Two. Um
2: I mean there are some slightly advanced, I guess you could say, sort of processes like sort of like when we're talking about the convolution thing and mm-hmm. and creating impulses to to create overheads, which is something I learned from Nick Noisier, shout out Nick and Up uh and yeah, there's some things like that which I guess producers who are just starting out might not get right away. But mm. like, um, but yeah, use, doing that sort of process is actually I find it way simple because you Wait, can have any, you can make any kind of thing you want. Once you once it like sort of clicks in your head, that's it. You can sort of make anything you want. You don't have to go find a sample that sounds like the thing you want in your head. You can just go make it. When
0: like, you're talking about snare overheads, do you mean you're making the sound that would normally come from mic- image. micing up? Right, the stereo image, basically. So not sort of the equivalent of what you'd hear on a drum overhead if you recorded acoustic drums? Well, sort of
2: so, making, making your own overheads, when I say it like that, I guess it means like... So using, using a convolution
1: impulse to on, on like a high transient so it makes it sound like that's happening. Noise yeah, for example, if you use
2: an impulse on, let's just say, mm. just pure pink noise or white noise and stuff, then what you're doing is you're limiting certain harmonics that can come through from the noise and therefore it creates almost creates like a, like a texture that mm-hmm. sounds like a room almost. And yeah. you can just push that back with a reverb or something because like that.
0: Because it sound, it sounds in real life are very rarely pure pink noise. Exactly, yeah. yeah.
2: And you can use a different reverb algorithm on top of that, like Valhalla or whatever the fuck you like, and push that back into the stereo. And you, suddenly you've made like a sort of... It's more interesting. It's slightly more interesting white noise, basically. Yeah, just sounds more like a room. But but again, I don't always go that far. Like sometimes it's just a matter of using something like addictive drums. Or superior drum, whatever kind of drum sample you like, and just using that as a tail, or like using the overhead signal from that thing and rooting it just solo. So, usually, sometimes I go into addictive drums, take out all the dry signals and stuff, make my own fundamental transient, all that kind of stuff, and then like have my own overheads, like completely separate, and then yeah. have that as like a, and then add like a noise layer for the top end or something have like that.
1: Have you ever used a Vengeance sample? <laughs> yeah. Many times. Should that be in the DJ confessionals? Oh, it should. <laughs> but uh, we talked so this much is, about. This, this, is good, this is good chat. Kids are going to fucking love we, we need to hear like this. a <laughs> nerd
0: alert <laughs> fucking moment for all these it is, sites. It is really nerdy, but like, yeah, fucking. Uh, well, I like it. Some people are going to love You need a little bit. You need this, a little yeah.
2: bit. Do you know what I mean? Like fucking.
0: So we have a bunch of snares. Uh, singers, I think, uh, well, we consider you, I don't know if you consider yourself a snare connoisseur as well. Uh, and we're going to have you review these snares and then play where they're from. <laughs> Fuck's yeah. sake. Okay. If if you know where they're from, also uh, feel free to to
1: guess or say where they're from. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. You <laughs> review it, give it a Michelin star rating. <laughs> a Michelin it, star? Gi- no, give it a rating out of five. So, out of a, five. say out of five. Okay. Yeah. Out of five. And then you got to turn. And then we'll show you. Tell me, to just a full Gordon Ramsay. Like- <laughs> I mean, you can do what you want,
2: man. All right. Yeah. Full Gordon Ramsay, it is then. All right. Here we go. <laughs> So this is the first clip. What
0: do you think of this one? Say <laughs> <play> that again?
2: <laughs> that doesn't sound like a snare.
0: <laughs> oh, it is, my friend.
2: Yeah. <laughs> one more time, one more time, one more time. I like I don't like the bottom end. It sounds like a I don't know. I like I like the I don't know, it sounds like a life snare. It just sounds just sounds like it's a life snare, but like I'll throw in a clue. There is some guitar and bass guitar. I right, right. Think. So, okay. So I'm guessing it's just because it's been sampled out or something. Right? So it's
0: a little bit of the tail. I, I tried to get this out in Isotope RX. Right. It didn't actually work.
2: Right. Um. <laughs> no, I, I, I think, yeah, it's, it's cool, I guess. Like, it's got it's got like, sounds ringy, like like a live sort of ring. Definitely ringy. Give me that yeah. snare
1: one more time. Yeah.
2: <laughs> any any idea where it might be from? It's just that bass is distracting me. <laughs> well, who who would use a snare like that? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say because you said guitars and stuff, it's from a fucking metal band or rock band or something. And uh, it is from a metal band. In fact, they have me- metal in their
0: name. Uh, Metallica. Probably that's right. I don't Metallica. have my correct sound. Uh, so, Gaz, I'll leave you to play a. Uh, there's a <laughs> there's a good ding on here. Or we to can you- the, the master puppet. Oh. Fuck me. There's a
2: happy one there. Is it Master Puppets?
0: No. No. So I'm going to play the wrong sound effect. Incorrect. <laughs> but metal was right. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I can't, I'm not using that <laughs> thing anymore. <laughs> this is amazing. Where's the ding? There we go. Okay. <clears throat> it was uh, probably the most hated, uh, maybe unfairly or fairly, uh, I guess it's yeah. I fucking loved it. Um, I like it. It's the snare from Sananga.
2: Okay. Right, so it's way easier for me to give a snare review in that context,
1: <laughs> can... but All you're not right, allowed so... to. No, our like... rules.
2: Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it anyway. All right. Because this I like... is an updated snare review. Right, now. updated snare review. I like how that snare actually just sits on top of everything so clearly.
1: Mid. Like, yeah. There you go. I like how it sounds like Lars Aldrich is trying to cook in his kitchen. So
2: <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I Eating mean, uh, pots and pans. At, yeah. the, at the time, it was controversial enough <laughs> to almost tank the
0: album right you know people no, were like
1: what the fuck so why was it why do people hate it because it was
0: i guess just because it rings out so much i mean usually at th- at that point like in band production people were doing all the sort of dips
2: right at those sort of ringing frequencies and making it very but, tight but they instead went the opposite and just pushed them out just yeah. made it so aggressive
1: cool. in a slipknot kind of way i loved it no but yeah well that's the thing it sounds
2: i actually was gonna say slipknot first because yeah. they use that kind of they use snare, a beer, the beer fucking, barrel yeah yeah, yeah.
0: I always yeah. did love those sort of trashy yeah. sounding drums. Yeah,
2: I'll give that a four out of five.
0: Four yeah. out of five. Mm. Not bad. <laughs> mm. All right. Uh, all right. Second one. Uh, this may be harder to guess uh, given your age, but we'll, well play it anyway. This is, we hold this snare in high regard, by the way. Okay.
2: Very. Well, then, yeah, but now you've just tainted my opinion. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> uh. Uh. Okay. Do, do, do it anyway. Do it anyway. Okay. We, we, we held. We held the snare in high regard, during the pendulum okay. sort of days. Yeah, we well, might I'll, not I'll take, now. I'll take in context that's probably older, like an older tune. So <laughs> yeah, That sounds wicked. Ooh, it's good, isn't it? Yeah, Hello, fucking, I like, Hello sailor. I'll yeah. play
0: it again for the fans.
2: It's lovely. It's like, Do you hear that panning? I do. Yeah. That could be an RX right, okay. glitch. I tried to be too clever. <laughs> yeah, that sounds wicked. I mean, you could still use that today as sort of a build-up snare if you wanted the, the, uh, the bottom end tail probably lasts a bit too long for my taste Yeah, but it's, it's fucking great yeah it's airy we uh, held that snare in very high regard <laughs> no um, that actually sounds really good it's like, uh, s- uh Girls
0: Just Wanna Have Fun by Cyndi Lauper <laughs> no but- yeah
1: what a snare I'd still use that yeah
2: I'd say 4 out of 5 again
1: Yeah, 4 out of 5? yeah good ratings
2: <laughs> oh fuck <my> punch.
0: <laughs> The yeah. money, not the yeah. Don't All right. don't. All right, now,
2: look. don't tell me if you like the snare or okay. you don't like okay, this snare. snare. Okay, here's snare.
0: Okay, this next one I fucking love. <laughs> I'm, I'm just fucking with you. I don't know okay. what it is. Okay. Ooh, I got a good little story about this. Okay, um, the next the next snare. What do you think of that?
2: Uh, it's interesting. Very woody. Try uh, again. <laughs> I don't know. It Doesn't it sounds? Some... Okay, I like the tail, but yeah. I don't like the fundamental. Sort it's of it's sort of gated, sort of reverb style. Right. Um, it's it depends on the context. I mean, in that sort of with a snare like that, I'd have if I had something that was just like had like some fierce low mids, like a really industrial like bass guitar, just something that was right at the front. Then I'd use a snare like that. Probably it would sound really cool. But in a sort of in a metal kind of way or a rock kind in of a way, pop, drum
1: bass? pop music kind of way. Yep, pop maybe. <laughs> Yeah,
0: I mean it's kind of a little bit leaning towards Max Martin yep, sort of yeah. early production style sort of stuff. I don't
2: know. I might, I might have a, I have a rating in my head, but I won't say it until I've heard the context.
0: To be okay. honest, okay. <laughs> that was actually Fine Young Cannibal. She drives me crazy. Yeah. Interesting thing about that, Snow. Um, that track was actually recorded in my old studio. Um, oh okay. So in the place where all the early Nice Party stuff was written and mixed, all the mixed, Nice
1: Party immersion,
0: immersion was yeah. recorded, mixed, all that stuff. Uh, that was actually done in the studio.
1: Okay. Um, before, not while we were there, like no, many, right. many, many, many years in before. the '80s, it used to be right, a studio. right, right.
0: And uh, we, I mean, one day we remembered that fact that they even had the gold records up on the wall right, when right. I bought the place, and. um... We decided would be a good idea to, to hear if the snare sounded good in the control room. Right. And it did it did <laughs> Sounded
2: great. Now, it's got it's got a nice stereo image yeah. and things like that. Uh, what would you give it out of 5? Because only because I'm not that that's sort of fundamental just it's sort of bothering me. What it would is, you
0: what would you say that is? What sort of frequency? <laughs> I think it's about
2: sort of It's quite no, high. It sounds like 380? No, no, I'd say it was there's I can hear some low end harmonic in there, but it's just so like see when i hear harmonics like that i just accentuate them yeah and put it in your face but like with that it sounds like they knew the frequency was there but didn't bother doing anything with it I sort of anything, thing yeah. and it's just like
1: <laughs> i think they just probably went for the first drum machine right got... right right yeah actually but no I mean, it does say, it does sound deliberate it sounds like they've they heard it and liked it it's very
2: it, unique all right it sounds deliberate and i agree with the context but i wouldn't use a sound like that so with that in mind three out of five three out of five
1: <laughs> oh the fine young cannibals bombing mm. yeah mm. That snare was even like
0: quite weird in the 80s. Well, I mean, that tune, I guess, was like 88, maybe 87. Uh, Probably even earlier. The thing
2: is, how would that sound in a club, though? Do you know what I mean? It would just
1: be like... It would would tear your ears off, I think. Yeah. Just so much mid-range. Especially in those older clubs that used horns. Right.
0: Rather than... I mean, the, the 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 one good thing about it was that if the tune came on you'd know exactly what the fuck it was. I mean, there's right. not many tracks with a well, snare like that.
2: The only reason I didn't say sort of two or one out of five is just because, like, um, it, it fulfills its purpose. Like, it does. Like, that, I don't see another snare really being used for that. I mean, like, I suppose if you know when the tune comes in, because that snare is just so, like, fucking...
1: That would be a good exercise is to replace the snare and see if the song still works.
2: We, we, yeah. <laughs> Damn,
1: yeah. that's
0: a good segment. <laughs> next the, week. Where's the good segment clip? All right, uh, this next one. Right. that will be interesting. Uh let's see what you think of this.
2: Again? That sounds more modern. Uh, the, uh, the image sounds like it's phased in the mono. Do you hear that? A little bit. You hear that shit? It sounds like almost... It's a bit tinny. Like a wood phase if it was mono. Right. Like, I yeah. like I like the fundamental and tail uh, and, and transient stuff. That sounds more modern, sort of my sort of thing, but like the tail sounds so weird. What would you give it out of out of five if you had to? Without context, right now I'd give it a three out of five. <laughs> it is actually your snare. <laughs> Oh, my God. (laughs) I I went back and found your earliest tracks. Oh, my uh, God. I think I made that tune in, like, 2011, 2012, something like that. What a horrible song. I'm
0: so glad you didn't get it. I was like, he's just going to say, oh, that's mine from this fucking tune. That came out. I was going to be like, (laughs) ah.
2: Well, the thing is, I didn't didn't have any regard for the fact that you you might choose one of my tracks. No, that's a fucking... No, I stand by what I said. No, in fact... I think I was too generous to the three, three out of five. I'd say well, fucking one out of five. That sounds
1: horrible. But it's quite interesting that you, you like the fundamental and sort of... You and, know, and you actually said um, kind of my thing. Yeah. It was your thing. It is
2: kind of... Well, it, it, I mean, all right, I was right in that regard, but now that I know it's mine, I'd give it one out of five. <laughs> <laughs> Fair, Fair enough. <laughs> Next snail... Oh we should have made that one later cuz it would have been more clever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: listen well, there's, there's still a couple to go. Okay. okay. Uh what do you think
2: of this little beauty? Again? It's weird isn't that's it? That's from that's I swear is that Daft Punk? No. It sounds from like robot rock. Yeah. They, they, dan, 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 they no. may have been slightly influenced
0: by this track maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again one more time. One more time. I think everyone was influenced by it.
2: I can't hear a snare really. I can hear like a kick and snare being played together, almost like a. The, sh- I think. I think. They are. Perhaps. It sounds good though. Whatever it is, it sounds really cool. What do you rate it? Four out of five. Ooh. I think that sounds That's really a money cool. shot. Because it sounds, it sounds. I like how the bass is. I don't know if it's being sidechained, but it sounds like it is. Yeah. If you know, it sounds mix is actually quite nice.
0: I'm not sure if they had sidechains
2: in those days. Right here it is. Yeah. No, I, I, I love the snare. Man, I'll tell you what, like, for me, 80s snares are the fucking best. In it's all opinion. the Lindrum, isn't it? I hated them in the 80s. Like, <laughs> well, when they were actually around, any snare that was
0: like, I was like, get yeah, that like, the I fuck out my ears. I suppose because, because it's like, if,
2: if that's what's popular at the time, then it's like, nah, fuck this shit. Yeah. But like, over time, it's like, actually stood the test of time, I think, that sort of... Well,
1: or it was me, ahead of its time.
2: Right. Like, I mean, 80s like, snares. like, maybe in 10 or 15 years,
0: I will love 808 Hats. Because they're popular now? (laughs) Yeah.
2: Fuck that shit. Like, sort of 909 style snares. I fucking love. Yeah. Classic. Mm.
0: All right. Uh, Next
2: one. What do you think of this one?
1: (laughs) That was terrible. It sounded like cabbage.
2: (laughs) It sounds like it's almost like a Foley sample. Like somebody dropping like... A cabbage. A a cabbage on the floor or something. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) What would you rate it out of five, though, if you had to? Uh...
0: One out of five, probably. One out of five. What is it? That's the lowest yet. Yeah, uh, It's actually this net from, from a very popular track on YouTube. It's oh, got quite fuck. a lot of views, actually. Oh, no.
2: Oh, fuck. I can't <laughs> believe you've done this. <laughs> <laughs> Little curveball. <coat of> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was great. I suspected it would be something like that, to be honest. Yeah. I, d- I was like, what the fuck is that? Although, if you listen to some of the sort of like Future Garage kind of you that is a snare no, that's true people use shit like that keys like ringing in your pockets and shit and like bangles and chains like they use that kind oh of gosh crap. yeah 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 oh. all the Skrillex Diplo <laughs> clunk alright what about this one though
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not a snare
0: <laughs> no but it's it's pretty cool no I reckon if you sped it up fast enough it would be a snare that could eventually be a yeah. snare Right, awful. well, there's there's one left in this dumbass Tip segment. Awful. I mean, I, I feel like we're forever going to be chasing, chasing bee versus wasp. We're never going to live up to that.
2: Bee <laughs>
1: versus wasp is tight.
2: <sighs> That's another thing millennials say, tight. I'll tell you what, though. I do
1: really appreciate the custom kind of segment. The custom segment. That's Yeah, what? it's thoughtful. It's a little bit extra. I mean, for I just don't think we could make you it but being a wasp when you have such a snare breadth of knowledge <laughs> snare fetish <laughs> <laughs> a snettish <laughs> snettish yeah we do have gaz versus goose uh that may be a future segment we haven't figured sure. out we have the name but we don't have <laughs> don't actually have the body of the uh thing yet. but we haven't figured out duck the, duck, goose duck duck gaz that's <laughs> sure, what i, I thought sure, but, why
0: not? but both of those gaz and goose have g's yeah. although i guess b versus wasp that's b and w what a coincidence yeah, that is a spooky ass coincidence.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, uh, there's one last note in this. Uh, what do you think of this one? Ah, oh, fuck! <laughs> no! well,
1: what, did you, what, what? what did you think of it? Okay,
0: well, that's actually surprisingly
2: from this clip. I got the fucking samples the wrong way around. Right. What a twat! Can I can I be brutally honest? All right, Hold Your Colors one of my favorite albums of all time. Fucking. I felt like that snare was slightly under par to everything that was on that album.
0: Well, that tune was actually released Not, uh, like a, l- yeah, it was a while think, before.
2: And I think it's, yeah, like the rest of that tune is fucking amazing. Like the lead, the duh, 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 duh. But like, the, I don't know, I felt like the snare just, it could have done maybe something harder. I don't That's know. one of my probably least favorite pendulum snares, I think. Compared to um, Slam and what else is on the album? Like uh, the one on, uh, there's no earthy way of knowing. What's that one? Yeah, it's through the loop, yeah. The that, loop. that one with the sort of a mini, sort of, yeah, that shit was fucking. I can't believe game changing.
1: It up. I would have been golden. It's all right. It's all right though. You gave us a good critique on it. I I
2: gave you a really
1: honest. What opinion. was the rating? Two. It's still Three. a. It's
2: still a four out of five. But like the rest of the album is five out of five. So, so based on album ratings, <laughs> we get laughed at. <laughs> but based on your opinion,
0: I oh, shut up. See what we're gonna do. <laughs> we were going to play the snare and then be offended
2: if you were like oh, well it's out <laughs> of sh- five we are going to be like what do you mean that's fucking <laughs> yeah. wait, we were wait to- play it soloed because like it's pretty tight no it sounds fucking tight I would I would. to be honest I know what your drums sound like yeah. I, know, I know this is all in hindsight but I reckon I might have guessed it was yours I reckon, you reckon? I reckon yeah, yeah. because I, I remember ages ago I had a Um, I found like some loop of uh, somebody like took out the Salt in the Wound drums and that transient sounds very similar.
1: I think there was a version of Salt in the Wounds that had eight bars of drums by themselves at the end. Right. Right. But that snare transient sounds extremely similar. The, w- the weird
0: thing is, and y- and you probably yeah, find this tail. as well, is you can start pretty much from completely separate elements.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You, so you haven't taken the transient from any tune, you haven't use, reused any samples. Right. Uh, you've sort of made a fundamental, maybe like a new one. Right. And it kind of ends up sounding quite similar to the point where other people are like, "Oh, is that the snare from Horsepower?"
2: And you're like, <laughs> "No, I worked hard on this." Every, yeah. Everybody has things in a certain way and your brain will always draw for certain things so yeah. I think like you know whenever you're making drums or anything like that you'll draw for certain things but like yeah the only reason I, I that I can clearly hear that sounds like you like it's just because like I guess the only people I've ever referenced for drums and drum and bass is like you guys like Pendulum stuff and like and I, I don't really listen to any I mean I like other people's like for example for me I love sort of the way dealt with heavy do drums like the sort of distortion on the top and I like Turno style I like no, obviously noisier, I like can't go wrong. But yeah. um, but I guess for my sound, like that sort of rockier kind of vibe and big 200 hertz stuff, it's like, yeah, like, you well, know, that's...
0: I'm glad uh, those those uh, those drums, that style of sort of more rock-influenced drums and sort of lower snares. I'm glad that's coming back because it's been, like, the, that style of drum sort yeah. of went away in popularity yeah. towards the end of the whole thing and now it's coming
1: back again. I think it's because all the... Because the other elements of the song needed to come forward, probably. People people were struggling for room in the song. Then I think there's a couple
2: it. of reasons. One of the reasons is, like, you'd hear people, like, Noisy do it. And when Noisy do something, all the kids sort Everyone of follow. Yeah. Right. So it's like, we know they would use, like, a higher pitch snare, like, on a, on a few tunes or something like that, and then everyone's, like, sort of on the wave. And then you have another reason, which is, like, I think a lot of the sample packs that get released for, like, the drum and bass scene and stuff, like... They were all like using high pitched snares and stuff. And I don't know why that ever happened, like, but. I guess supply and demand, people yeah. want those sort of snares, sounds, They can't make them. I think it sounds more aggressive because it's like more sort of in your face, like to some degree, especially for like neurofunk and things like that, then. Um but it was never my cup of tea. To be honest, it kind of gets out the way for
1: more sound design as well. I guess, right. yeah, you know, um, yeah. if it, if it's quicker and higher and stuff, right. And also, even basic things like if you're mixing two songs together, one song's going to dominate the other, right. If if the drums are in a certain position, exactly. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, well, that well, was fantastic. Yeah, that was good. Except Cheers for the last for that, bit,
0: guys. I almost forgot about the Granite competition winners. Oh yeah. Hey. I had to listen to. 400 fucking versions of Granite, and by the end, I was... <laughs> did you like the song more, or did you... <laughs> did you I listen was... to every single one? I uh, Dude, uh, well, yeah, every single one. <laughs> Fuck Because I got sent a list by management that were like, okay,
1: we've picked the four that sound the best, and I was listening to them being like... Well, I, I didn't read this, mm. this is how dumb I am. I got sent that list, and I shortlisted that list, thinking right. that's all there was. <laughs> well, yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, and that's
1: the only people who did the did the remix. Like. Well, I think... Okay. No, there was hundreds of them. H- here's right, yeah. the thing I
0: didn't know about Splice is apparently, I mean, we're in a world where like bots can influence votes and bots can sort of leave comments and fucking influence dialogue and sort of shit, right? So there's a lot of tracks on Splice where they've sort of got maybe three thousand likes and sort of they've got like twelve comments like love this, love that one, this one's great, and you'll hear the, you'll hear the remix and you'll be like. Well, either this guy has a shitload of friends,
1: mm.
0: or it, it's like, yeah. or it's just he's got some script, some right, algorithm, that's for it. some
1: algorithm to boost it. So
0: I was like, you know what? If I was an up-and-coming producer, there probably, maybe I was locked in my bedroom or something and didn't have that many mates online to like vote for it. Maybe I didn't know
1: how to get a script. To do the automatic want voting, the sort
2: of people making the decisions have like an untainted, yeah. Sort of listen to it without any kind. Well, of... So the
1: thinking? The thinking is, it is like, there's a there's kids like us that are probably exactly behind the curtain kind of thing, way right. down on the list that haven't
0: sitting in their room. They've sort of got the skills, but they mm. don't m- might not have like the, the voting PR. power, yeah. yeah, to get it. So I wanted to see if there was any of those, and there was quite a lot of there was quite a lot
1: of good ones. Um, so we uh, are going to announce the top three from the Granite remix competition. Yeah, and then we'll play a little
0: special one after that. Okay, cool. Coming in at number three, um, probably the one that I thought was the best mix done out of all of them. I mean, there was a lot of versions that I heard and the, just, just the production quality of this stood out alone. Um, unfortunately, it's not my favourite style, but it is very good production.
1: It's amazing production. The guy's
0: other tracks are also very good, check him out. Uh, this is Omni, and this is his remix of Granite. We're just going to play a little clip.
1: Thank you. Good
0: production on that one. I'm not. I'm not, not going to ask you about the snare on that. It's. Uh, I, I feel that's unfair. That's um, no, a good snare. Yeah. Let's see. So that was Omni and his remix. That's um, going straight to the pool room. I did say on Twitter like it's probably the best production, but not my favourite sort of genre. And he and he did say to me like, "Well, did you listen to the end? I had a rant about dubstep, and I was like, well, holy shit, I got to hear this.'" <laughs> <laughs> but but I ended up getting I ended up getting more than I bargained for because this is. Uh, so this is the, this is the right
1: at the tacked onto the end of the show. This is right at the end of the track. I don't like dubstep. I never will like Dove Step. Hopefully, dubstep will
3: die <laughs> really a he's
0: deserving death very soon. <laughs> so I don't know if anybody recognises that music. You sure do if you play Super Mario World, uh, the spooky castle. I think that's the, like, the end castle music. Bowser on Super Mario B- World Bowser's 3
1: Bowser's,
2: Bowser's castle Bowser's castle,
1: Bowser's yeah. castle. Yeah. amazing amazing <laughs> <For> fuck's sake
0: <laughs> I didn't expect that that was amazing um, all right number 2 in second place uh, Fountain with this angry sounding uh, industrial mix which was a which was a cool twist on it was Fontaine's angry industrial version. Uh, that's Sick. F-O-U-N-T-A-N-E.
1: I need a new adjective. Sick. Amazing. Sick is too much. Spectacular. Spectacular. Spooktacular. Sensational's a good one. That's sensational. It's
0: very Australian though. Oh, that was sensational. Yeah. And in number one,
1: it uh, was a bit of a curveball. Let me do a drum roll for them. All right. Uh, here we go.
0: And number one was Meisenworks or Meisenworks, and this was his uh, left of center orchestral mix and I love what he did with it.
1: That was the Meisenworks, Works. That's the winner of the competition. That deserves a big clap and air horn and pat on the back. Amazing.
2: No, I'll tell you what. That was fucking incredible. I think I sort of I played you all the entries a bit earlier, and you were like, uh, "That was like by far your favorite." No, you know the the other. There were really good entries and stuff, but like this one, in my opinion, was just it's really creative. Like percussions. Pretty on point. Um, I love the strings and brass. It's cinematic, isn't it? Yeah. Actually, you know what? Whoever made this, can you like hit me up? Because (laughs) I want that fucking brass. Yeah. (laughs) Very good. Yeah.
0: I mean, often, sort of orchestral versions of this stuff, you can almost you can
2: almost see the names of the, the sample libraries in your mind you know what yeah, i mean i can hear spitfire from fucking miles away yeah. i can hear um, obviously some of the basic ones like session strings and stuff like obviously fucking but like um it's when you can't hear it exactly. that's when it's on point i guess exactly so yeah, and was really it was
0: good. i mean there was there was loads of good remixes but to be honest the only one that made me it sort of excited for new Pendulum stuff in a in a weird way, I, and I don't know why it contributes, but it did. Was was that track? I just had that, and I was like, "Fuck, that's it's like, really epic!" Yeah, yeah. There was also one. The
1: honourable mention, Stinky <laughs> Remix. You naughty, you naughty know, stinker, fucking boy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Whoever um, made this, if you guys know Rob or Gareth, like, I feel like they do. I yeah, feel because like you guys were good.
1: suspecting somebody, this person might know who you I are. I mean, I think I heard an Australian accent in there, but I know Carl hasn't got the time. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of wondering.
0: Uh, we showed Subfocus like this version, this uh, death metal uh, version of X ray that right. we'd made when we smoked some weed and got silly.
2: Right. Um, and I'm almost wondering if 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 he did, if he did Nick, it. if it's you, get on the line. Uh, you know, you know where might, to get us. Might be a bit too memey. for Nick.
0: Might be too memey
2: Do you know what I mean? Too like. And again,
1: he's probably a busy guy. This, doesn't does person spent time like, on this feel like,
2: debacle? Feel like some focus. Like he's very serious, kind of like head screwed on, like. But oh, I mean,
1: he's, if, he's got a sense of humor though. No, if, no, no,
2: I'm not saying he doesn't, but like, this, yeah. this is not a sense, this is beyond a sense of humor. I mean, what I mean is, this this took time. This took someone yeah. a lot of this time. This is like, move beyond the sense of humor. Like, <laughs> oh, this will be like a little funny thing just to cheer him up. <laughs> this is, no, yeah. this is like, I'm going to, this is like militaristic. Part of me
0: thinks, you know, if Elon Musk can meme, probably Sub Focus can't do. <laughs>
2: well, anything is possible. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. So we're going to play, uh,. <laughs> We're going to play this remix. Uh, and, and the, So this is the competition's
1: honorable mention.
0: Yeah. Honorable mention and the lowest rating, but also an incredible stinky <laughs> effort. What sound effect goes with that?
1: Um, God, the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> the bomb and the applause, because I feel like that must have taken. That does it, yeah. Honorable mention, you get an
0: applause. Can, yeah, I feel like that must have taken a concerted effort in order to be that bad. Like I said, beyond a joke. Huh?
3: Yeah, it oh, was,
0: yeah. That person worked hard at that terribleness. Yeah. it yeah. was a work of art, and that and their name was also the Sistine Chapel, um, <laughs> <laughs> which kind of fits. Uh, their logo on Splice was uh, you know that you know that um, image. I think Michelangelo. I don't know who the fuck is, Of like God and I think Moses right, 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 touching yeah, fingers. Yeah. Well, it was uh, Gareth with a bass in front of his dick. <laughs> And me with my beard touching out.
2: Well, your beard was reaching out.
0: Uh, that would have been good too. Okay. But no, just me touching his finger ah, okay. while Gaz was uh, okay, okay. But naked. naked with
2: his base. Um, That's incredible.
0: <laughs> so, Honourable mention. Honourable mention to uh, Sistine Chapel.
1: And also thanks to everybody that submitted one
0: yeah. entirely. Yeah. 400 is a lot of remixes.
1: That's amazing. And uh, yeah, especially... Congrats
0: to that top 10 and top 50. It was kind of hard to choose, to be honest. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Which which
1: is a first because, I mean, we've done, I don't know how many other remix I think we've I think done. the hardest thing for us with this whole process, even though it was a great idea at the time, the hardest thing about the process is, and I think especially even for you, is y- you were that guy at one point doing yeah. submitting a remix. Like, you know, when we're back in high school, Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is
0: like, you never know who's going to be out there and they might not know how to get bots to vote for them, or they might not have sort of mates that can come on and pile on and sort of vote for them and sort of hype up the remix or or tweet at me or some shit. Right. You know what?
2: I want to, I just want to sort of say like, that's actually really cool because I, I know people who like, would just sort of. Pick like a top ten or stuff, but you really did take the effort to listen to every single one and like listen to it and feel and like feel a vibe and like. I mean, listen out for production and stuff like. I mean, like, no, I mean, maybe not that depth for every single one.
1: But I mean, like, I
0: did want to die
1: by the end. That was too many but you, remixes, but, but uh, that that is really honourable. I think, to be honest, it's like like Ringo Starr and the Simpsons reading every single fan letter and writing back to Marge. <laughs> And it, and it took him like four years to get back to Marge, but he read every single one. Jesus, i forgot about that episode. Yeah. That was fucking weird. Was that actually Ringo? Yeah, it was Ringo Starr, yeah. <laughs> Dear Marge, thank you for that. For <laughs> whatever his fucking liver, <laughs> liverpuddle accent is. Big up Ringo. Big up Ringo, if you're listening.
0: There's no way he
1: is. <laughs> Maybe his kids are? Nah, they're Mabes. Not listening Mabes. So, I mean, you're a metalhead, aren't you? Yeah, man. So uh, uh, I mean, maybe not so much these days, but I definitely once was. One of so it'd probably be right. unfair for us to not let you pick the middle minute. As and when. Okay, we're going to play uh, The Arms of Sorrow by Killswitch Engage.
2: wonder if she's listening. <laughs>
1: That was a great metal minute. In fact, that whole album was the soundtrack to driving home from the studio every night we're doing immersion. So thanks for those memories there, Muz. <laughs> no problem. That seems like an angsty drive home. Well, I was tired. It right? is yeah. It is a very angsty tune, but I fucking
2: love Killswitch. I don't know. Guilty pleasure. I would sing along very... as
1: well, I don't know. I, as a, I had a weird thing where like, I'd either play Muse or Killswitch Engage or right. Saylson if I was tired and it would keep me awake, so I wouldn't crash. Mm. Metropolitan Police, if you're listening to that, I no longer do that.
2: I also don't really know much about their new singer, but that singer, Howard, I can't remember his last name, but he's fucking... So that was the old guy. Yeah. They had
1: another guy before that as well. Yeah, they did. It was good. Yeah. So thanks for coming. We're going to nip into the other room and continue working on said tune that has not got a name and won't be named yet. Yeah. But thanks for coming down. And um, here's a little applause for you to... To uh, see you out the door. <laughs> see you guys wherever we do it next time. Later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
3: Bye. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs> this stream is
3: now finished. Please exit the building in an orderly fashion.